Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go around the NFL to keep you in the loop. This is Houston's Sports Leader, Sports Radio 610. Bobby Slowick staying, Gerard Johnson staying, C.J. Stroud in the Pro Bowl. Three-piece A big news yesterday for the Houston Texans as we go around the NFL. Now, the Bobby Slowick stuff was interesting because it kind of was a little bit of a roller coaster because it started out with the news that Ben Johnson mm-hmm. was going to remain in Detroit. We Im- immediately wondered, whoa, did that mean that Bobby Slowick is going to be the man in Washington or the man in Seattle? Well, the answer to that is no, and in fact... Seattle has made their hire. Seattle is hiring Mr. McDonald from Michael McDonald, the Baltimore Ravens. Michael McDonald. No, he goes by Mike because he doesn't want to be confused with, <laughs> with the, the singer. <laughs> with uh, the singer from the Doobie Brothers. Oh, from the forty-year-old virgin and, and Michael McDonald. I only knew him from forty-year-old virgin. He always sings kind of like his voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, play, they played him on 40-year-old virgin. It was yeah. like a bit. I, I, I the, the, king, the, the, king, yeah, yeah. the king of uh, Yacht Rock. Wasn't familiar with his, uh, yeah. with his work. But now Mike McDonald is going to be the uh, head coach of Seattle, which means there's one job open, the commander's job. Kind of feels like it might have been overstated how appealing that commander's gig is. I do. I overstated it. Kind of feels that way. I I absolutely overstated it. Last team standing right now. This feels a lot like the Texans uh, search three years ago with David Culley. Mm -hmm. Where you're the last one. Maybe they're going to hire David Culley. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe Culley's the answer. It's it's unappealing to me because I, I, I wonder if ownership is saying you have to take a quarterback. So... If you take the gig, you're taking a job where you're going to have to cross your fingers and hope that Jaden Daniels or Drake May takes you to the promised land, Yeah, which is rough. By the way, speaking of Jaden Daniels, before he went to LSU and won the Heisman, mm-hmm. got John Lopez's Heisman vote, mm-hmm. he was at Arizona State, mm-hmm. kind of underachieved. I mean, he wasn't maximized. No, he wasn't. No, no, he, he didn't have bad. the talent around him. Not his fault. Yeah. 
Herm Edwards, his coach, yesterday on ESPN Radio, mm-hmm. they asked him about Brock Purdy, and Herm Edwards said, quote, I laugh at anyone who uh, wonders about how Brock Purdy got here. I knew he was this type of quarterback. I recruited him in college. Okay. Herm Edwards took the job in December. Brock Purdy committed to Iowa State in February. <laughs> when did you recruit him? Yeah, it was, it was a- mid-December and you were still working at ESPN. He might have already been committed to Iowa State. I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. When, when did this happen? How hard did you fake. recruit him? This is fake. This is fake. Yeah, that's Photoshop. That's fake. On my mama, that's fake. On my heart, like, on my life, my little brother Greg, my, I could die right now. That's fake. My question is this: because I saw like there was one offer to Brock Purdy. He's from Arizona. There was one offer. It's from Northern Arizona. Like U of A didn't offer yeah. him. Yeah. And anyone. So how hard did you really recruit him? If he ended up going to Iowa State in February and you got there in December? Yeah. Like What'd if, you do? Just like, crunch the Brock Purdy tape? If you're, but also, if you're Brock Purdy... You're a terrible recruiter if yeah, you can't yeah. get him to go to ASU <laughs> and he went to Arizona State. Also, if you're Brock Purdy and all you've got is Iowa State and Northern whatever, and Arizona State comes calling, yeah, where do I sign? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Arthur Smith, he got the gig in Pittsburgh. He's going to be the offensive coordinator for Mike Tomlin. I wonder if there's been any humble pie for Arthur Smith because his whole... He was pretty cocky. His whole mannerism... Kind of changed when he went from being the OC in Tennessee to the head coach in Atlanta. Yeah, it did. Um, and maybe he's just cut out to be an, a coordinator. He's, you know, there's some guys that try to be a head coach, and it's just not them. And but they're pretty good coordinators, whether they're, you know, before or after their their head coaching gig. So maybe that's him. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, he was asked about the Justin Tucker drama. We'll hear what Travis Kelsey had to say. Boy, will we. uh, In 16 minutes when the internet goes nuts. Uh, But this was Patrick Mahomes uh, being asked about the uh, Justin Tucker drama, the move in the helmet, the kick in the helmet, all that type of stuff. Here is uh, the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've had like seven years of of kind of doing that same warm-up routine, and there's only been, I think, like three occasions where there's been a kicker that wasn't uh, – because you usually talk to the guys, there's been a kicker that wasn't necessarily moving out the way, or you you weren't kind of sharing the field um, in the right way. And, I mean, it was in Baltimore all three times. So um, he does that little stuff, I think, to try to get under our skin. And I asked him to move his stuff, and and he got up and moved it, I think, two inches. Um, but but didn't move it out of the way, and I I, I was gonna kind of let it slide, but Travis kind of got it and moved it for me, and then after that I wasn't gonna let him put it back down. So it's it's something that we we move on. I mean I have a lot of respect for him as a player and as a kicker, um, one of the best kickers of all time, probably the best kicker of all time. But at the same time you gotta have respect for each team, and we all share the field, and we we try to do that in a respectful way. You're gonna hear uh, Travis Kelsey like you mentioned in about 15 minutes. There's reason to believe that Justin Tucker is the jerk here. Really? I really believe that. Like, like, come on. You're a kicker, dude. I know you're a Hall of what Famer. What does that mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, you're a kicker. That's what, what that it means. Mean? It means you're a kicker. What is he supposed to do? Like, like warm up? At least don't don't act like you're, you know, uh, some J.J. Watt out there, you know. <laughs> It, it just I'll let y'all judge for yourselves. Yeah, I, I don't. You know. gotta hear the Travis Kelsey yeah, version. Of- yeah, you gotta hear the Travis Kelsey. Yeah, version. I don't really understand the. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're trying to fire up, if you are a kicker, even with that said, I, I just I, I don't know that I'm gonna try to piss off two goats. Yeah, those two guys. <laughs> like, I'll show them that Patrick Mahomes and Travis. Yeah, let Kelsey. me get in their head. Yeah, let me get in. Let, let, gonna, let, let, let me put your chest out. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm Justin Tucker. 
<laughs> Brock Purdy, uh, he's been kind of polarizing. It, it seems like it, it might be the biggest straw man argument going right now. But this is uh, Fred Warner on Brock Purdy. This was after the game. Uh, the, the notion that Brock Purdy is a game manager. I mean, what can you say about Brock Purdy and his performance tonight? Heck of a game manager. Wow. Manage the heck out of that game, boy. <laughs> he the reason we're going to have a chance to win us a ring. I love him. So, I, I'm, I'm asking. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be trite. Can you, like, point me in the direction of mm -hmm. the people that are saying that Brock Purdy sucks right now? I've, I've seen Cam Newton call them a game manager, and it's it's almost like – I don't know if Cam Newton, like, speaks for 99% of the people, but wh where are these people, like, these national media types that are saying Brock Purdy's a no, game manager? No, they're saying the exact opposite. Where, where is it? But, I yeah. It, I it, saw it, Ryan Leaf was I'm going sure on a rant with Ross Tucker it's saying, not, you're an idiot if you think – who, who's the idiot? Uh, I'm sure it's more than Cam. I couldn't tell you name. I couldn't name names. But I think what people are doing is because nobody wants to call him elite, they are assuming that that means they think he sucks. No, that's not true. I said it yesterday. There is a, there's a category between good and great. Like was Joe Flacco ever elite? Like that was kind of probably the bit. not. Uh, yeah. Okay. One game. One yeah, one fine. playoff run. Yeah, that's fine. But there is a category, a tier, underneath elite. And above, great. Yeah. You know, because, like, or, or even good. It's kind of like the fringe Hall of Famer. Yeah. Boy, what a career he had. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. That's what he is as a quarterback. Is he elite? No, but he's not just another guy. I, I don't hear anyone saying that. Anymore. That's what I said, but they assume that because you say something like that, that you're thinking he sucks. No, he doesn't suck. He's really, really good. Like, he makes plays to win games. You saw it on Sunday. But I wouldn't say he's elite, you know. Yeah, it's. I just. I, I don't. Is I'm game not, manager a bad thing too? It depends on the situation. I think. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I don't think know. it was a bad thing. I, I mean, I think it. I, I think it gets talked about with like Trent Dilfer, like those types of guys. And yeah. Then it, yeah. That, I mean, he's not Trent Dilfer. No, he's not. But that, that's. What I don't people even think. look at him as a game manager. He's that's not what, that's Jimmy what, Garoppolo. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man. I don't know where these people are at. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why people can't just say, "Okay, he's this. He's not that or that, but he's this," and they think that you're you're insulting him. What Bobby Slowick uh, thinks about him? He's had some interesting things to say uh, in the past about his time in San Francisco. I know he got to work with him pretty closely. Um, hanging around the rim. Excuse me. Hanging around the rim. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones yesterday was asked no, about not getting better. Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Now, he's come up short three times, okay? But I like the fact that he's hanging around the rim. And I like what the team has done to, find, uh, to hang around the rim. I'm aware that we're hanging around the rim. Uh, we're not getting the ball in, but we're hanging around the rim. Uh, let's don't uh, uh, discount hanging around the rim. I'm not doing what I was doing 30 years ago. I'm not doing what I was doing 20 years ago on a personal basis. The report cards you're seeing about winning in the playoffs, uh, I don't like. There's some other parts of the report card that uh, you don't have privy to that uh, you might like. What did you say, five or six times? Yeah, Hank, so is, is this a basketball reference? Yeah, it's a basketball reference, I guess. I think. So like I you're hope. trying to get the ball through the net? Yeah, just stay, stay, the stay close. Attack the rim. I don't know if that's better. 
What'd you say? I said attack the rim. Okay. Yeah. Thought that's what you said. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like that would make me feel pretty weird if I was a. Uh, well, especially when he says it six times. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> since when has Jerry Jones of all people been someone who just wants to hang around the rim? Hey, maybe he's a. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. What I'm talking about in football. Oh, terms. okay. Yeah, football. <laughs> yeah. Nah. I mean, hang on. He's. I mean, maybe he's searching for glory. Glory hole. That's a, that's a that was an oil term. That's very easy. Is it? Yeah, it's an oil term. He's an oil guy. And hanging around the rim is a basketball term. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans. This was uh, the pitch from their general manager, uh, Mr. Carthon, uh, who worked with Bobby Slowick and D'Amico, actually. Uh, he's now the GM for Amy Adams Stank, the stanky one. Here is uh, Carthon's pitch uh, for their new coach, Brian Callahan. The one thing that stood out to us um, with Cali was just his ability to – not only know what he wants, but be able to articulate that in a clear and concise manner. And what that would allow us to do, it allow our players to understand what their roles are and go out and execute and play fast, which is what we're going to do. But the only other side of that, as a scout, as a personnel guy, it gives us the ability to know what we're going out to hunt for. And one thing that we keep talking about here as our group um, is hunting at the same time isn't the same as hunting together. And under Brian Callahan, we will be going out and hunting together. And so I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited, and I'm actually ready to get off this podium. Well, they've kind of made Mike Vrabel sound like a slime ball. That's man. what I was thinking when I first I, heard it. I, I, if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But between like some of the some of the subtle hints from the stanky one, Amy Adams Stank, and the GM, that they, they just they just making Mike they're, Vrabel look like a slime I ball. I think they're throwing him under the bus. Look hunting at, at the same time is not the same. Yeah, exactly. Look same at as hunting look together. At all the things that he inferred with that one comment. He inferred that uh, they didn't know what to go look for. That they were they were hunting together, but not they were hunting at the same time, but not together. Uh, they're going to play fast. What are you saying? That they didn't play fast. That you can communicate. Uh, that that's his strength. You're kind of throwing Mike Vrabel under the yeah. bus. Okay. Like, I mean, if y'all wanted to break that up guy with suck. him, break up with <laughs> him. Boy, did that guy suck. We're talking about him like he's Bill O'Brien or I can't something. Can't believe you broke up with her. Ah, she's ugly. No, she's not. <laughs> so, do you and Captain Scott Knoll? Do y'all fish at the same time, or do y'all fish together? We fish together, man. So, actually, actually, we don't very often because he's in uh, one. But bay when y'all fish, do when y'all we fish together or fish at the same time. Because I've heard you're kind of a selfish fisherman. Uh, yeah, really? Who? Where'd you hear that? Uh, I just I heard that you kind of like to yeah. like to take the shine from. from you, your fellow you heard guys. that? Yeah. Like, do you have any examples of where you might have heard that? Yeah, I heard you kind of like if if yeah, Scott's. Yeah. If I Scott's, know you heard it. If Scott is out there, you kind of go right to the left and kind of scare his pot fish lick, away. Pot yeah. lick on it a little yeah, bit. Pot lick on him a little uh, bit. Where exactly did you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> and you have any examples? I just told you. Oh yeah, but where? Casting a little too Source. close to Scott Knoll. Yeah, yeah. Casting a little bit too, uh, too close to Caleb and Scott. You might as well have started that statement with, hey, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard you pot licked. <laughs> he had sources uh, on the Gerard story. He did. He did. Yeah. He had sources on mm-hmm. the Gerard story. How about mm-hmm. that? Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear from uh, Mike Callahan? I, I do want to hear from Mike Kelly. All right, Potlicker. Were there any other tweets yesterday that were interesting? All right, Potlicker. <laughs> here is Mike Callahan, the Not head coach ready, in my opinion. of the Tennessee Titans here on Sports Radio 610. I thought that Will was a really good player coming out of college. Um, and I thought when you watch him play this year, you saw really growth. I mean, you saw him learn. Um, the NFL is hard. It's hard on quarterbacks. It's particularly hard on young ones. 
Um, and so I saw a lot of really positive things. Uh, some of the throws, some of his comp- competitive instincts that he put on tape um, were really impressive. And so I'm excited to get to, to dive more into that and how, how can he get better from year one to year two um, and keep putting him in position to have success and so we can score uh, some points on offense. Um, okay. Let them be able to find their roles, uh, define what those roles are for them. Uh, and put them in in the matchups that they, that we feel are to our advantage. Um, that's a very broad, general uh, offensive philosophy. But uh, we want to be great detail in the passing game, uh, r- route definition, route spacing. Um, this guy's want to be, be able terrible. to complete balls at a high percentage. Uh, that's that's always going to be the goal. Um, the run game, we still want to be physical. Uh, don't don't get that. Uh, don't get that part twisted. That's been part of the Titans' identity for a long time, and it will continue to be. Uh, and we'll be able to, to to run the ball the way we need to to win. All right. Thanks, Coach. It wasn't impressive. All right, uh, Coach. But it doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to be good. All right, Coach. Thanks. Appreciate you. Yeah. Were you talking about the uh, Gerard Johnson thing, that he wasn't ready? What were you saying? Yeah, I saw some tweet yesterday. Is it still there? Can I go check it out? No, I think it was deleted. Oh, it was. Yeah. That, that he wasn't ready to yeah. he wasn't ready to be OC? None, yeah, in, in, some, in, in their opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's gone? Yeah, I would, uh, it's gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'd, I would suggest uh, maybe talking to people. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Can't find it. <laughs> um, so at the uh, Senior Bowl, that's where Nick Casario, Scout Goodhair, uh, and other Texans folks are at. Um, Texas Longhorns defensive tackle uh, Tavondre Sweat, the uh, Outland Trophy winner. He was listed at 362 pounds, six mm-hmm. foot four, uh, in the Longhorns media guide. I don't think that I've ever heard this. He decided not to weigh in yesterday. Yeah. Now, I asked uh, Stutes, who's out there, I was like, well, does he just look fat? Like, he's like, no, nah, he doesn't really look fat. Like, he's got his jersey up and stuff. But I, 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 Stutes, like, he might weigh 400 pounds or something right now. That's what I like thought. That. But I was like, okay. But he, he elected not to weigh in. If you're listed at 362 and you elect not to weigh in, I'm just going to assume you weigh 400. I mean, right? He's, I mean, he's Is out that there, unfair? They're showing the tape. I mean, he's moving. He's. I think if he if you can get him in the third round and just get like a two down line, I like him blowing stuff up. Yeah, I don't know when he's going to go, but I, I've never heard of someone. I've heard of people not wanting to run. Yeah, but not wanting to weigh because you think about it. If you're like one forty five, one silly, one ninety five, and you refuse to weigh in, you're not worried. You're like, okay, maybe he's at two hundred five now. He wants to, you know whatever. You're at three sixty two and you refuse to weigh in. I'm going to assume you weigh four hundred pounds, and that is a that's a turnoff. For a lot of people, I'm sure. How do you? Yeah. How do you function at four bills, man? And he is. I'm not saying he's no, not. No, he's functioning. Why are you doing that? Yeah. No, he's functioning. I don't four know. Bills, man. I don't know. Like, you can't sit in a chair, right? Who me? <laughs> no. At 400, you cannot. Yeah. Like, could could Trevon, Could what about flying? We all know that. Could Tavondre Sweat come in here and sit down on that chair? Maybe not that chair. <laughs> yeah, he probably could. What are these built for? He probably for? could. What are they built for? wouldn't be comfortable. They have weight limits. How many Tavondre sweats could fit in an elevator? Six? This, these elevators? Yeah. Five. Five. Both corners in the middle. But what's the weight limit? Yeah, that's like 2,000, isn't it? 1,000? No, it's like 2,000. 1,000? Well, 
four, five to uh, like the lady this morning led about a thousand pounds in extra holding it open. Five to Vondre Swifts is almost two thousand. It's eighteen hundred and something, isn't it? Sweats, sweats. That's why I said sweat. You said Swift. Oh, I did. Yeah. Uh that's almost two thousand. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Man, I'm I'm intrigued by this draft. It's gonna be fun. Uh, it's good to have the uh, coaching staff intact so they can. Uh, Figure out what they want to do. It's around the NFL here on In the Loop Sports Radio 610. Coming up, the internet goes nuts. A three-piece of joy and a, a, a culture that's on the right track uh, gets thrown under the bus yesterday. Talk about that next. I, 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 I got the internet going nuts. Internet going nuts here on In the Loop on Sports Radio 610. Landry Locker, John Lopez, Figgy Fig with you. Uh, Travis Kelsey weighed in on the uh, Mahomes, Justin Tucker, uh, and him beef uh, that went viral before the game. Now, Mahomes and Tucker played it a little bit PC. Kelsey did not. No, he didn't. This was him on ESPN, the Pat McAfee show. We're warming up, and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field. For those of you that don't know what happens in pregames, the Ravens have their side of the field, and the Chiefs have our side of the field. Now, specialists, because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you sides are, they get, they get a chance to kick at, at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field. But it's always, if you're, if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, you kind of stay out of their way, you know. You you don't you don't interfere with what they have going on. That is the unwritten rule. That's the unwritten rule. If you want to be a <laughs> about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up, and they're yeah. dropping. Eyes are looking left, and they got a, a helmet down by their feet. It's actually kind of dangerous, really. But like, if you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. <laughs> Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. I get it, it but you got under me your skin and a little me bit. and Pat, we were we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man. Yeah, and it was a uh, you got to go in there and 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 have the right mind frame have yeah. the right mindset and we just weren't in a joking mood um we yep. were ready to get after it and uh so justin sorry if we took it to a <laughs> level that you didn't think it'd get to that play but if you're gonna be a dick, i promise you i can, <laughs> I can one-up you every time i it just feels like after listening to justin tucker then patrick mahomes it just feels like tucker was was exactly a what he said there a beep uh, about this he was a beep about this uh and and jason kelsey called him out on it uh, i mean uh, it, it was what is he doing he's a kicker i know he's in the hall of fame he's going to be a hall of famer you're on their side of the field which don't underestimate that it's like you're you're kind of like you got to kind of defer to them and just pick your spots where you're kicking it happens every sunday in the nfl yeah but to do that yeah come on man yeah what are you gonna bow up on them next <laughs> You gonna bow up on him? I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. So the Senior Bowl is. Uh, we talked to Cody yesterday. Is really got the internet going nuts because of one person today, and that one person happens to play wide receiver, and he happened to play in that stadium just a few weeks ago. Apparently, one Roman Wilson is. Uh, from Michigan? Yeah. Turning all kinds of – I guarantee you, if not already, 
he's going to be the uh, the Texans. Oh, we got a draft guy. Uh, we got. I kind of feel guy. like they're going to like Tavondre Sweat, the big guy. Yes, yes. They need a receiver. They can get those. The second round is such a money spot, dude. Though. He's trending nationally. Just, yeah, just at, at, from the Senior Bowl. The second round is going to be a money spot for receivers. Second and third. It's a good year. Yeah, it's going to be a money spot. Yeah. insane. It's going to be a day two is nasty, man. Day two is going to be nasty this day year. Day two is nasty, and that's a good year to be a, a day two guy. I'll trade my second round pick this year, please. Yeah, no, no. I feel about day two. I, I, I need a second round pick. I, I got to admit, I was watching some of those Roman Wilson highlights, and pretty good. Um, <laughs> he might not get past the fifth pick of the second round, though. Jim Harbaugh might like him. Oh yeah, he's gonna like it. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Somebody might said like he's him. already got his eye on like all the Michigan guys. He knows them. Oh, he's gonna go <laughs> Steve Spurrier. He's gonna get Michigan here, Michigan there, etc. Hey, it didn't work for Steve Spurrier though. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I got the internet going nuts. Uh, so the three piece of news yesterday that had the internet going nuts. This was cool. I always like this. So around noon, you have C.J. Stroud going to the Pro Bowl. Around two, you have news that Bobby Slowick is staying, and then around two forty, you have news that Gerard Johnson's staying. So yeah, it was a good day. It was a nice little three piece of yeah. news that had the internet going nuts yesterday with the Houston Texans. So the the third, the I say all that to ask this question: making the Pro Bowl was probably the third best news that C.J. Stroud got yesterday, right? Yeah. Slowick then Gerard, or maybe Gerard then Slowick, but Slowick then Gerard, and then Pro Bowl. I mean, he's cool with it. It's he's because he's a rookie. You know, I'm sure he's excited, but it's like, what are you gonna do? I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, you, it's the Pro Bowl in Orlando, which I don't know why they're doing that. Why everybody wants to be in Las Vegas? Yeah, you know, everyone wants to. Yeah, be in I was kind of surprised. Why are they doing it? I'll, in I'll, Orlando? Be, I'll be completely transparent. Orlando. With you. I'll be completely transparent with you. I was like, oh, he's on his way to Orlando, huh? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, cool. Have fun. Look, if if you're a family and and you'll be doing this, you're gonna go to Disney World. You're gonna go to we all, go to we go to uh, Panama City for Thanksgiving. Uh, Panama City, yeah, yeah road that, trip. That, that's not too every far. year now. Yeah, that's not too far from Orlando. Uh, but you're gonna make the trip to Orlando for Universal Studios. It's just it's a it's a rite of passage. It's Universal what, Studios. It's what parents do. That's one of the most disappointing experiences I've had. How come it was all right? No, no, I like Universal Studios, but that Jaws ride is. Ass. I don't even remember writing the. Dude, the I mean, it's the, the the shark looks so cool on yeah. TV, and then you say, "Oh, what is this? Yeah, this could be a Chuck E. Cheese twenty five <laughs> cent ride." Yeah, so you're gonna do I it. Wait, I waited an hour for this damn jaw shark. And oh it's, man, it's, it's awful. The Aerosmith ride was sick. This was a long time ago. Well, uh, the Hulk ride was sick. Yeah. Man, that damn Jaws thing. You, you got to be kidding. I hope they updated that. Well, this, that was embarrassing. This is where I'm going with it. You're going to pack up your station wagon and take your family to Orlando. My what? Your, your station wagon. Uh, because that's what families do. But Orlando is not a good It's a It's a very boring city. It's like a giant. You hate, you hate Jacksonville and Orlando. I do. You hate Miami too? No, I love Miami. Oh god, love Miami. Did you like nose candy? Uh, no, <laughs> love Miami. Love uh, the Panhandle where where you go. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Uh, like like uh, like all those uh, you know what what do they call it? The Redneck Riviera. I love that. Uh, Sarasota's. You awesome. been to Panama City? I've been to Panama, Panama City. City. I stay in the hotel there all the time for Florida games. Seaside? Uh, no, the Marriott. You uh, been to Seaside? I don't think so. Where the Truman Show was filmed. No, I don't think so. Uh, I, there's a lot of places in Florida that I absolutely love, love, love. Yeah, Jacksonville and Orlando are not them. But you got to go to Orlando. You got to do it. You, you you just do. I, 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 got, I got the internet going nuts. 
Curb your enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah, Sunday. Starts on Sunday. Sunday. And they had the- My wife re-upped the HBO Max Dude. just for this. When is HBO Max going to step their damn game up? You do you do you find yourself? What are they doing? Do you find yourself having to re subscribe? Not subscribe to uh, not subscribe. No, re log in. Re log in. Yeah, it's a terrible login. All the time. It's a terrible login process. It's like almost. Every I'm already other- stressed out with it. And we just re up three days ago. Almost like every other day, I have to log in. I watch this. Doc- and then I'm like, you got the password. <laughs> the documentaries are so freaking like yeah. whack. Yeah, a lot of them. Like Curb is carrying that thing right now. He been slipping, man. Are you the same way? Yeah. They'll have no. The problem is they have like these good shows, but then they don't. Like, can you at least like rotate the movies? Like, can we at least get like a rotation going? Like, at least Netflix, I'm getting like, yeah. Oh wow, this is new. Wow, this mm-hmm. is new. I haven't seen this. Oh, let's check this out. Oh, there's always new stuff, and the suggestions aren't as good either. Like, I'll go on Hulu or Netflix, and I'll say, oh, because you watch this, yeah, we suggest oh, this. There's random, and I'm always watching some of those shows. Yeah, but the Max, it's like I'm yeah. here for Curb. And I watched something else on there. I forget which show. Uh, pretty religiously. Succession? No, but I need to get that on the list. Um, but so they had the premiere last night, and apparently Larry David was in. Top. Wait, it was last night. I thought it was Sunday. No, they had the premiere in the theater, like for Hollywood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so he had to speak and and all that, and everybody was going nuts and chanting his name. And he said, "If I was anyone else, I might appreciate that." <laughs> <laughs> When they chanted his name? Yeah. If I was anyone else, I might appreciate that. I'm looking forward to it. Sunday. You think he's he's legit like that? Or you think he's kind of like, he, he appreciates it? All I remember reading. He appreciates it, right? No, I'm sure he does. But he is legitimately like that and very uncomfortable in those environments. Because uh, I read some book about Seinfeld or Jerry Seinfeld or something. And they said, this guy is just always like that. Man, uh, Seinfeld hates uh, Mitzi Shore. Yeah, Pauly Shore's mom from the comedy store. Yeah, he hates mm-hmm. her because I guess she told him he wasn't funny or something, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Th- and he thought that she thought he was too much of a minion. So like, he literally moved above them on the hill so they could drive by every day. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, everybody, a, a lot of other people, kind of, uh, you know, um, appreciate she, her. She's a giant. <laughs> oh, she's a legend. She's a giant. Oh, she's a legend. Yeah. Most people. You agree with her? No, I love that Seinfeld. Seinfeld's not funny. I yeah, I'll say, do you agree with it? I, I didn't think his stand up was that great. I think his no, his show was much better than his stand up. I think I think his dry humor and stuff is good. I didn't think his stand up was that good. Yeah. Did you? It, it's okay, but I wouldn't go out of my way. I wouldn't buy tickets. <laughs> uh, a lot of people like talk I, I've been I've been going through like a stand up thing where I'm watching like like I rewatched the Cat Williams, I rewatched uh a lot of his stuff. I watched the Chappelle and then I watched uh I watched the Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and he was talking like his whole his whole thing was dedicated to her. Oh, really? From like the comedy store, and I guess like she got rid of him for Mencia. Like she had to choose his side or something like yeah. that. But uh, I didn't watch the whole Joe Rogan thing. But he was talking about like the U.S. Constitution, <laughs> and he was like, "Could you imagine if Thomas Jefferson came back here now uh, and had a look at the Constitution?" He's like, "He would be like, what? Y'all didn't change anything? <laughs> I wrote the damn thing with a feather." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I had to burn the damn thing to get it You're going. Y'all didn't change nothing. That? You're still using that. Watch this. These are my confessions. Christian Wood is a dead man walking, and uh, you you can read between the lines. There's a reason that this guy, despite averaging 17 and 10, whatever he has in his career, has been on like eight teams yeah. in the NBA. Uh, the Lakers don't even let him play really, and. 
yesterday, minutes before tip-off, he just tweeted LOL, which seemed a little bit weird. Uh, he had an explanation, but the reason that I say he's a dead man walking is because the Lakers are a 500 team. Mm-hmm. LeBron always has to have someone that's like a fall guy for yes, why it's man. bad. Yeah. And now LeBron's personal beat writer. I know he can call himself ESPN writer, but Dave McMenamin, shout out to Dave. Uh, but Dave McMenamin is going over there and grilling Christian Wood on this tweet. You're a dead man walking, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, I meant to quote something, but I didn't have the quote. I thought I did, and I just pressed send, and I couldn't check my phone before because we, we had to go out. But it was, it was an accident, so... I didn't, I didn't mean – I think I looked at it just now. I didn't mean it came off a certain type of way. I didn't mean it that way. Normally, I, I just feel like that time we've covered you tweeting that time of the game is not your normal practice. No, no, no. So I understand. Not basketball related. Definitely not basketball related. All right. Oh, I mean, well, that d- means it was basketball and related. you got McMenamin <laughs> grilling you on it. Man, you're done, man. You're cooked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the guy cooked. asking the question. Yeah, too. he's cooked. Yes, he's done. <laughs> what? Well, definitely not about basketball. Oh, so it was about basketball. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he's cooked. Washington Commanders, man. <laughs> Who the hell are they going to hire? They're, they're like that's Dan a big Quinn. That's is it? Is it Dan Quinn? Stay in the division. Um, like they they missed on oh, Boomer Sison. It's a lock. It's a lock. Ben Johnson. Yeah, no. Uh, okay, Mike Mike McDonald from uh, the Ravens. Well, no, he just got hired in Seattle. Well, you know, that means Bobby Slowick is going to take the job. No, he, he got a raise in Houston. He's going back to Houston. Is it them? I thought it was different. I thought it was different with the commanders. New ownership, uh, number three pick. Uh, you'd be able to you know wipe the slate clean. I don't know if it's any different, and I have no idea who they're going to hire. Like, yeah, me neither. That, like, they're going to be stuck, man. Me neither. Yeah. Kenyon Martin, whose son played for the Rockets last year, had this to say about last year's team versus this year's team when he sat down with Gilbert Arenas. Even if they would have had the same team, mm-hmm. it would have been different mm-hmm. having an MA there. There was no respect for Silas, yeah. what I saw. A lot of talent, but there was no – so just hard to coach that when, when you don't have the locker room. And I think M.A. would have came in, he would have demanded that, and, and certain guys wouldn't have been able to play for him. Mm-hmm. With the t- same team, certain guys wouldn't have been able to play. So mm-hmm. that's they, so therefore they made they made the moves because of certain things, but I just – you know, you still – yeah, you got Tyree still there, Jabari, Sangoon, J- Tate, Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Got, so it's still – And they only had but, Eric Gordon. But those wasn't the <clears> – those wasn't the troublemakers. No. Yeah. But it was only, but it wasn't. <laughs> the whole team wasn't. Was, I know, that's what I'm saying. The whole so, team so the wasn't just a so few. The whole, the whole, no, it wasn't even a few. Just one. Yeah. Just one. Yeah, okay. That kind of narrows it down, doesn't it? All right, got it. Yeah. Here you go. Shout out to Kmart. Lord. <laughs> Violent dunker, man, that Kenny Martin. Big time. Violent dunker. Big time. Brian Adams High School to Cincinnati. You went to Dallas Adams? Yep, Brian Adams High School. Yeah, he yeah. did. Mm-hmm. He damn sure did. Mm-hmm. Saw him at the mall. Well, they a were a times. juggernaut for a while. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I just know he went there. That's yeah. all I associate him with. Back in the day, they remember were Skyline, Larry Johnson, Skyline for Grandma sure. Ma. Yep. Coming up, the one-year anniversary, and where we go from here. In the loop continues next. Thank you, Figgy. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios. Sports Radio 610 presents In the Loop with John Lopez and Landry Locker. All right, D'Amico Ryans, 
one year ago today, it became officially official. There, there was a lot that led us in that direction. We had, you know, the B.O.B. era. We had the David Culley era. We had the Lovey Smith era. We had the P.O.S. person of service, Jack Easterby era. Uh, we had, hell, there was talk that maybe D'Amico doesn't want this gig. And there were a lot of national media types saying, you know, hey, I wouldn't take this gig if I were a hand. There was a, there was a, I think there was a, even a report, which was kind of interesting. D'Amico made it clear that he wanted the gig from the beginning. But we ended up at D'Amico Ryan's. Then we ended up with C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson, Tank Dell, all that. Playoff appearance. Bobby Slowick calling plays. Bobby Slowick coming back, Gerard Johnson coming back, the entire coaching staff intact, outside of perhaps like a couple of uh, yeah with position coaches, natural movement, defensive line or whatever. Yeah, they're just looking for their next step. But yes, the the band is together, and and one year into this D'Amico thing, it's hard to imagine uh, things going much better than they have one year in. We are are we still though in the honeymoon phase when it comes to D'Amico? Oh no. Um, I think he's admired. I think he's liked, but the expectations, I think, uh, ultimately it took a while uh, to raise the bar, but I think the people have higher expectations and, and expect more. And I think they're just genuinely more excited. And frankly, they should be, uh, the, I, 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 I think, I think it's a big win, uh, to keep, keep, you know, get the band back together, to run it back. It doesn't happen in the, it doesn't happen in the NFL very often. We get both coordinators for successful teams, for playoff teams. Where you get both coordinators don't take a job, the head coach obviously stays still, and then you have a really uh, you know kind of up and coming quarterback coach. He doesn't take a job. That's rare. So you're ahead of the game already. I'm kind of interested to see how how D'Amico does handle that though when it happens though, like how good how good Shanahan's handled it and how poorly Nick Sirianni's handled it. Mm-hmm. I think Nick Sirianni's a nutcase. So I, I, I don't D'Amico's definitely not that, but I. I am intrigued. I'm not excited. Like I'm not sitting here saying, "Please happen." Yeah. But I am intrigued to see how D'Amico handles that. But he's yeah. got to. He's got to be like. I mean, I don't know how stressful of a of an adjustment it would have been. Like, let, let's say we came on the air today and it was, "Oh wow, Bobby Slowick is going to go to Seattle and be the head coach of the Seattle." Like in in an imaginary world, that happens. Mm-hmm. It's not not stressful. Like Nick Casario's out at the Senior Bowl. It's not. Uh, he had to like. With how high-strung Nick Casario is, now that he can just focus on draft and yeah. free agency and stuff, it, it's got to eliminate a little bit of stress. It's uh, it, it would have been stressful just losing Gerard, you know, much less your, your offensive coordinator, um, or, or or moving Gerard up to uh, to offensive coordinator. That would have been stressful. Uh, I know though, like all coaches always talk about, well, you're always uh, planning for the next step. You always have a plan or whatever, and that's easy to say. But I think I think D'Amico is one of those guys that already has his group of guys that he knows he's going to keep an eye on. Maybe maybe go here or there or whatever. I I'm not going to worry about D'Amico all of a sudden being lost, you know, uh, or the or the offense being lost. You don't have to be lost for it to be hard to or, or to the get offense, done. yeah, or the offense being lost. Uh, I'm not going to worry about that. I, I think he's got that covered. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of wild. I'm a little bit surprised. I thought Bobby. At one point, I thought it was inevitable, and then it just kind of mm-hmm. disappeared. 25% of the gigs, and, and Bobby Slowick, not one of them. So, there you go. I think he'll get a job next year, but I don't care at this point. I think next year. I think there's be- a chance he doesn't. Like, like, like yeah, you mentioned that earlier. I, 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 I get your point, but I'm not going to fall in line with that because uh, I think it's just inevitable there's some surprise openings, and, and there's always going to be 
uh, an opportunity to move up, and it's something that he's always wanted. So I, whatever. Setting that aside, um, I'm actually more optimistic about next season just in general without even seeing a draft pick or a free agent signing because these guys are back. Like, I don't see how you can't be. Like, I don't know who they're going to draft. I don't know who they're going to sign, but I feel better about the year with these guys back. You think Bobby has, like, as far as the offensive side of things, like, has Bobby transformed to where it's what he says at this point? Like, in other words, like, let's say that D'Amico and Bobby are having conversation. I, I, I know that they've known each other. I know they came into the game together in San Francisco. They started their coaching careers together. It's, it's directly proportional. Do you think that, like, I'm sure there was a time where D'Amico wanted to, like, stick his head in there and figure out. And, and he's always going to be proactive. He's always going to, you know, be involved in the game plan. But do you think at this point, now that he's seen Bobby for one year, like, let's say that they're having a conversation and they're sitting here and it's a round table and they're talking about Derrick Henry, Saquon, um, Josh Jacobs. And let's say D'Amico's kind of leaning towards one, one or the other. Just pick a running back. Mm-hmm. It, if Bobby likes the other one, like, are, are we to the point where Bobby, the tie goes to Bobby? Like, is he overseeing the offense that much, you think? I do. I do. You think yeah. that was the like last? I think that was the case with CJ. So you think with the quarterback, that was the same thing? I think I think Nick Casario had a big voice. Obviously, D'Amico had a big voice. But I think ultimately, they wouldn't, you know, they would have to say, you know, we're buying the groceries, but man, if you can't make it with this ingredient, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like ultimately, they're they, like, they could have said. Like in what situation does yeah. D'Amico over, like over, override Bobby? When, when, I think when they're split up, personnel. when they're split on it. Like maybe a receiver or something, but quarterback. Well, I you're gonna have you're not gonna convince me that Bobby didn't have a big big say in that. Here's here's the other thing though that I wonder is, do you change? Does your mindset change? Like 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 let's say that Bobby maybe was a little bit more. And this this is a complete fantasy. This is just a human element. So don't don't like I'm not. I don't know what Bobby did or didn't say. I I just feel like they respect his opinion. And during the evaluation process, it would be dumb if from CJ to however they're evaluating guys now, they didn't get Bobby's opinion like at the table. But does it like does it naturally happen where maybe Bobby like last year, let's say he was a little bit more open to, you know, you, you give me you you give me the groceries and I'll cook I'll, I'll cook the dinner. The old parcels yeah. thing. And now maybe he wants to stick his chest out a little bit more. I don't know about sticking his chest out. I think he's earned the right, you know, to to say, no, no, this is what works. Because they know it does. He they know he he made it work with C.J. Stroud, I still believe, and I'll never find this out one way or the other, I still believe that the whole Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary thing was kind of a difference of opinion uh, from whether it was D'Amico or Casario and Bobby. Well, the good thing is they changed they that. They ended up figuring it they out. They ended up changing that, yeah. and they got the better back in there. Yeah, they, 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 but but he was, they, they were, somehow it was, someone was pretty hard-headed about Damian Pierce. Now, I don't know who it was, but, uh, you know, so I think that's an example of he's earned the right to, oh, okay. So this is the kind of player you want. This is the player you want. And uh, I, I, but ultimately, you know, Casario's going to pull the trigger. He, I think he just has more influence from Bobby. Maybe respects it a little more, or you know, accepts it a little more from Slowick. I wonder what Nick. Like, I wonder what Nick pounds the table for anymore. Like, do you think Nick's turning into more of a moderator? No, that's a little bit too much. He's still calling the shots because he's doing all the leg work, literally, uh, right now. At but the he, he's ball. also the moderator, right? Like in, the, in these discussions, he's the guy that's moder- in charge of moderating. I think he's more right? willing to defer. I'll put it that way. 
But he's going to state his case just as firmly as he always yeah, has. This, these three guys I love in this order. I think they fit your system, whether it's D'Amico or Bobby Slowick. I think they fit your system. This is what I like. Bobby, I'm sure they get the same respect uh, from – he gets the same respect from D'Amico and Bobby Slowick. But if they say, okay, but I would flip one and two, I think he flips one and two. You know, like he knows he's yeah. still doing the heavy lifting. It's still D'Amico's world. Yeah, it, no, it's still Casario's world in terms of like ranking these guys, scouting these guys, getting the information, putting them on a board. Uh, but like if it's, like I said, that example right there, he's like, this is my one, this is my two. Uh, but if Slowick says, you know what, I'm kind of leaning toward two, I think they'll do that. Would you describe Nick Casario as high strung? Is it high strung or is he just kind of intense, tightly wound? Yeah. Kind of tightly wound. Like we've talked about, man. Thank God we don't have to co uh, cover a coaching search for the third straight year. Yeah, that, you know, multiple draft picks. I, I do wonder. Like, I, I, I think Nick Casario might have. Uh, he might. I mean, this is the least stress, most high impact type of situation that he's in. He's he's got to look back and say, man, this is nice. I don't have to interview freaking coaches. Like I can actually just focus on crunching tape and scouting and all that type of stuff i don't, I don't man i don't have to this is his, head this is his i don't have to deal with this this they, is this is his wheelhouse the first time he's had to he's been yeah. here yeah this is, this is where he, his fourth season this is the first time yeah. that he hasn't had to interview head coaches yeah and it's where he cut his teeth it's where he learned he's on the field he's coached receivers for god's sakes like this is his wheelhouse cut his teeth how like uh, uh, you know what does that mean it's an expression he cut I mean, his teeth no, I just want, I, I, you use these expressions i always want to make sure they well, make because sense. they're expressions that's why what I is the them. what is the cutting teeth come like that's from? where he got his start like we've established that chip on shoulder comes from back in the old days someone used to literally put a chip on their shoulder yeah. and challenge someone to take it off we we've retired that um what, what are we talking about cutting teeth i'll have to search it but i i want to say it has something to do with like a cub, whether it's a lion or a bear. I feel like you're making this. No, look it up. I, I, my, my, my computer's closed. Cutting teeth is when teeth come in. On even anything. Well, they, they, he cut his teeth. They, they're out. They're, they're coming out. But like when they actually use them is what I've always thought. The most incredible well, thing. They, yeah. they, but they, you know they're cutting teeth when they're gumming on stuff to get right. them to pop through the right, skin. Right, right, right. The most right. incredible thing about this show, mm -hmm. on this show I mean in the loop, <laughs> starring Landry Locker and John Lopez and Figgy Fig. Why are you talking so light? He's whispering. What, are, what is this? Is is very, that, is this like a, some jazz is that or something? You, you, every time, every time you entertain it, you do it. Oh, like yeah. Every, every oh, yeah. time. No, I really want to get to the bottom every, of these sayings. Yeah. And some I know, of these but, sayings are I know crazy. but some of them, but like this, like some of them, you stop traffic in that conversation yeah. and he'll pull over the and, and stop every time. Oh, you're damn right. At some point, I just, you, like, I would, I would just keep driving. Because sometimes we do come to a conclusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes we, we do. Sometimes we do come to a conclusion yeah. that, hey, that didn't make sense. Like, have your cake and eat it too back in the day, like cake thing. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what does that mean? Because <clears throat> they just kept it as like, like a design? But you, you do it every time. It's a, it's but a it's same. also it's a, how I'm wired. Yes, as, I know a, it. As a grammarian, you know, I'm gonna stop too. All right, yeah, yeah. Stop. Hell, I'm gonna prove it to you. As, a, as, a, as an English major, you know, uh, all that stuff. I just like, all right, let me tell you. And now Clint, uh, right, and now Clint, you. and now Clint is sucked in. No, good for Clint. I am good for Clint. Any 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 educators? By the way, you guys look pretty fresh today. You guys look pretty fresh. Y'all look like y'all y'all could probably uh, do a little. Did y'all have some fun last night? We had a look. Yeah, I had a good time. I, mean, Todd, I can't say it for your whole crew. My, my man. What did he do? Was he was I, he cross-eyed? Yeah, a little bit. Were you cross-eyed before the awards were over? Red, yeah. 
What? Were you? Cool? <laughs> uh, he walked in today. He walked in today. Tyler, Tyler, you could tell. You could tell he had a fun night last night. Oh, tired, yeah. Tyler, huh? It wasn't a four a.m. No. night of last week. I, I really was surprised time. Landry thought that because I was feeling right as rain when I. What walked time in. did you slide into the biscuit last night with Mama? He had uh, to be early. Two. <laughs> God, two. That's early for hey, him. That's it. it was two. So yeah. when we were texting, I walked in at like two o five. Twelve. You weren't home. No. Oh, hell, I thought she was at home. <laughs> I thought we texted about a show. No, I was at Vic and oh, Anthony's yeah. having some wine at that point. Dude, I'm telling you, man. All I know is at one point. You was at Vic and Anthony's. <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, That's amazing. This guy's got, I swear, this guy's I, got Pendergast written all over him. He God, goes to the sports I, awards, hangs out, rubs elbows, and everybody that man ends up at Vic and Anthony's. I thought we were You thought he was texting in bed. I thought we were texting about a show. I'm watching a show. That's not fun. I'm thinking we're. If Tyler's texting you late night, what has he done to make you think he's at the house but, doing. T- but Tyler's generally at the house when he when I can't win late. here Clint gets mad if I'm at home at 2 a.m. playing Madden you get mad if I'm not at home at 2 a.m. doing God knows what I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna not, lose lose I'm not mad you just tricked me on this and I, I heard I, something about I thought he got in I was about to defend him I'm like no he got in pretty early I heard something night. about four Tylenol p.m. and a bottle of water that's what he said yeah. that's how he got to bed I mean you went to something bed. like that wait a minute <laughs> he needed Tylenol he- p.m. to get to bed at 2 a.m., you took four Tylenol p.m.? No, yes. your hangover cure, your hangover cocktail before bed, two Advil p.m. and two full Brother. bottles of water. Brother. Chug them and you're good. Brother, you're listening to KILTAM, KILTHD2. The drive is live. I, why don't you just chug a bottle of NyQuil while you're no, at you, it? What is going you on? Gotta stop, a splash man. of NyQuil you doesn't stop, hurt. Man. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.